Welcome to Write Your Book in a Flash with Dan Janelle, the only podcast where you'll learn how successful people just like you have grown their businesses, expanded their influence, and made more money by writing a book. On each episode, you'll learn the inside secrets to help you create a book that can serve as a powerful marketing tool to skyrocket your business. I'm your host, Dan Janelle. I help thought leaders, business executives, and entrepreneurs write their books. To find out more, go to writeyourbookinaflash.com. AI is everywhere. Artificial intelligence is grabbing headlines left and right. But what does this mean for writers, and especially for writers who speak as well? We're going to cover all of those topics in the next half hour or so to see what you should be thinking about as AI enters the workplace for writers and speakers. Hi, I'm Dan Janelle. I'm a ghostwriter, book coach, and developmental editor. I've written more than a dozen books, and no matter where you are in the writing process, I can help you write your book in a flash, and sometimes with AI. My guest today is Greg Godek. He is the author of a book that has sold more than 1 million copies. It's called 1001 Ways to Be Romantic, and I welcome you today, Greg. How are you doing? I'm doing great. How are you? Fantastic. Thanks. So uh, we're both kind of thought leader kind of people where we both look at the big picture and see or prognosticate what's going on. Um, I see AI as a way of actually helping writers remove some of the drudgery from their writing. And I've worked with a number of clients uh, with uh, by using AI tools to create book titles uh, to outline books, outline chapters, outline uh, deeper into the chapters as well. But that's just the first step. We, we don't use that as the end point because I believe that those are good writing prompts so we know what to do, so we never have a blank page syndrome, so we never have writer's block. But what makes a real book stand out from an AI book is your voice, your stories, your research, your ideas, your opinions. And I want to get your feeling about this in a second. I want to share one, one, uh, one, one quick story. Um, if you've ever gone to WebMD or ever researched any kind of medical issue online, you'll find numerous articles about you know, how to cure dandruff, whatever. And they're ri- really, really written as fact-based, information-based articles. What is dandruff? How does it start? What are the symptoms? How do you cure it? What should you do? Should you see a doctor? And it's all written very matter-of-fact. And I was reading one of these the other day, it occurred to me, this is exactly how AI writes blog posts and articles. There are no stories. There's no uh, research, there's no emotion, there's no real voice. There's just all the facts you need to know to make a rational decision, which is a good thing. And I can see AI writing those kinds of articles and everyone's saying, hey, that's a really good thing. It doesn't sound like me, but it's a good start. What do you think? Well, let me tell you where, where my where I'm coming from overall. I, I've always been a big science fiction fan. Okay, mm-hmm. and uh, ever since I first saw 2001: A Space Odyssey, um, back when I, I think I was 14, 
and got introduced to Hal. And then a few decades later, along came the Terminator. Um, I, I certainly see how AI can be a tool. I've been playing with it for several weeks now myself. Um, but I have, I'm very cautionary about it. And that's why a, a lot of my thinking just in the last several weeks, since you and I just kind of casually started talking about it, was looking very specifically at where are we better? Where are humans better than AI? Hmm. And you were touching on that. And, you know, this is about exploring that in more depth. Um, you know, I, you know, I've been playing it, playing with it like you have mo- mostly with chat GPT because I'm a writer. So, and at this point, chat GPT is text-based, not yet, you know, visual and, and so on and so forth. Um, but, you know, I look ahead and I see, I mean, it's going to, uh, six months from now, chat GPT is going to blow us away in other ways that right now we can say, well, it's limited like this and it's limited like that. You know, this stuff learns (laughs) (laughs) and, and more companies and countries are you know, they're developing their own. And um, it's, I guess I look at it, you know, I I recently saw interviews with both um, the CEO of Microsoft and Neil deGrasse Tyson. And they were both 100% positive about the whole thing. And, and it's like, wow, I, I, to me, it's a little bit like, you know, Okay, in the early part of the last century, you know, you know, Henry Ford gave us, you know, cars. And it's like, this is one, this is great. It's going to change things. It's going to improve things and so on. But at the time, nobody thought about traffic jams. Nobody thought about pollution. (laughs) So the whole thing is, you know, I mean, it's like most things in life. You know, there's there are pros and cons, Um, but anyway. But I'm I do do want to talk about you know the uh, you know the good side of the whole thing. Two recent things that I've come across and played with just a little bit. Um, I don't know their names, but you know they're all. I mean, you know, there's all kinds of competitors to Chat GPT. Um, But I came across one where what it will do for when you're zooming or videotaping. And you know how when you look at your notes, you're kind of looking away from the camera. Mm-hmm. This one piece of software will keep your eyes looking directly at the camera. <laughs> how in the world it does that? I, I mean, I don't know. Um, and there's another one that that will write short pieces of music for you. Like if you want a musical intro to your show or for a video, you know, just a couple of few bars long. But you have all these choices do you want it like rock? Do you want it like like rap? Do you want it like classical? And just like honest goodness, in four minutes, you know, I had a couple of little pieces, you know, kind of like you know, and it's like it's like it's just way cool. I mean, it is going to make so many things fun and easy. Um but let, let, let's jump in here. 
here's my major insight. I think my major insight about AI and, and what it's going how it's going to affect us. Content is no longer king. Nope. Nope. Chat GPT and you know, in 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 a second, search the whole web, find out what 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 the topic is and and you know, and so I mean, for a short while, being first to market will be a competitive edge, but it won't last as long as it used to. I mean, if if you've just done some research, it's brand new. As long as as long as it's not really on the web, it's new. You could go give a presentation. You could you know um, you, you could do live zooms and stuff. But as as soon as it goes soon as it's available online, AI's gonna have it. So that, you know, the content itself, well, it's like you talked about in the opening. It's like, you know, at this point, it's very good at the content, but it's more reporting. It's more, a little more formal, although I have seen some examples where part of the instruction is, you know, write this article, you know, as if Shakespeare wrote it, you know, and, and I'm maybe it does it now, I'm not sure, but I mean, you eventually be able to say, you know, as if Ernest Hemingway wrote it, if Kurt Vonnegut wrote it, it'll, it'll probably pick up voice and tone and, and more expression than it has now. Um, so but it's very interesting because, you know, content is king. I mean, that's been a mantra uh, for decades now, right? So if content isn't king anymore, what is? It's about you. It's yourself. It's your branding. It's about your creativity. Um, it's about emotion, empathy, um, creativity, adaptability, these things that are, are are actually you know quite core about being human, um, and and those are the things we need to capitalize on. And like you were saying, you know, great for content, great for research, great for giving you a start. But as we move forward, in terms of you know writing a book that means something or th- that is different. Um, uh, and, and then speaking, you know, um, one of the things I, I really believe that this will cause a resurgence in in-person presentations. I mean, obviously, it, it just disappeared during the pandemic and such. <clears throat> but as you know, it's, you know, it's largely coming back now. But it will be even, even bigger. Um, I'll get that to, uh, to a second. Um so really, what this is about is you, <laughs> you, me, you, our viewers here. Um, it's about you. It's not about just the content or, 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 or you know, any of that. It's, it's, it's you that's bringing it. So what also is going to become even more important than it has been is branding. It's like, no, this isn't just, you know. I've written several books on relationships, you know, on from the romantic point of view. 
Um, that, it's tons of stuff out there. You know, what, what makes it different? I mean, you know, I mean, I've read every book on relationships and love for the past several decades, and there's a whole lot of repetition. Mm-hmm. But it be, it becomes, you know, how you dress it up, how you how you um how you title it, how you talk about it. Um I, you know, my experience with Chat GPT is that I think it's quite good at generating subtitles for books. You can ask it for titles, but most of what I've seen, it's like really because it's very practical. How to be a better speaker, 10 ways to such and such and so on. Okay. And, you know, in the real world, titles are really about grabbing attention. It's not about educating. It's not about being funny. It's, it, it can be, but it's the grabber. And then the subtitle tells you what it's really about. Um, and like, for instance, I mean, we all know the book Men Are From Mars, Women Are From Venus. Um, that book was published two years earlier under a different title, which had the same content without the metaphor. And it was something, you know, it was a nice, something like men and women in communications. Okay. AI will come up with, with that title, but it, it, at least for rather a while now, I don't think AI is going to come up with men are from Mars, women are from Venus. Uh-huh. There's there's a creative leap. There's there's something that's very human in that. Um, and so you know, it, it's about it's about you bringing this information to the world. So your branding is going to be much more important. And going along with that, you and I talked about this a little bit. It's about your voice. This is me talking about this. You know, when I talk about relationships and romance and and things like that, I mean, it's it's me. It's my my passion, my expressiveness. And you could have a dozen of us in a row all talking about love and relationships. And we're all going to be different. And it's like, you know, whose style do you like? Do you like someone who's academic and do you want all the research or do you want to have more fun with it? Do you want a lot of anecdotes, things like that? And, um, you know, from a writer's point of view, um, for you and I, we know a lot about voice because, you know, trying to create voice on the page is a whole different thing from performing it because, you know, we are, you know, I'm me, it's my personality and I'm going to, you know, do this. But when you, when you try to, put that down on paper and still have the voice come across. Um, A lot of writers are not good at doing that. Um, And so that will become very important. Um, And I mentioned passion. You know, so much comes across from the, the, the very specific human ways you know, I mean, everything from, you know, the motions, the, um, where did I read somewhere that, that, that the human eye and brain can detect, I mean, I think it's something like over a million different um, facial expressions. 
that people can make and it's micro and it's microsecond. And, you know, it, it's interesting that, you know, in, in some ways, um, AI is, you know, faster than, you know, than our brains are. But in other ways, I mean, we just, you know, we'll come up with things and it'll it's be off the cuff and it's putting putting disparate things together um, that I think is going to be really important. And, and this relates very much to, you know, w- w- when we're speaking, it, it's it's obviously first person. It's it's me talking. Now, some people kind of flatten that out and, and they report. You know, we've seen some, you know, a lot of speakers, you know, that, that essentially they're like teaching a class. And, you know, that that end of it, AI will, you know, emulate pretty well earlier. But but being here in person, and like I said, I think people on stage is 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 going to become more important than ever. I mean, this is first person. So, you know, it, it's a, a lot of great speaking is storytelling. And it's not, you know, once upon a time, there was a princess. No, once upon a, uh, a first person is, this is what happened to me. I think you can relate to it. And, uh, and you know, we've all heard the line, what is it? Um, what is most personal is most universal. So AI is, is great at the universal. It can identify the hero's journey, but it doesn't know what my hero's journey is. And that's what people want to hear. I mean, you know, I'm not a mountain climber, but, you know, give me one day and I can put together a damn good 45 minute keynote on conquering Mount Everest. But nobody wants to hear that from me, right? They want to hear it from the woman who climbed it. And it's even better if it was a semi-disaster and they all nearly died. And, you know, that that's important. Um, and a- another piece here that I-, I think this one may take AI longer to, to, to get down is sense of humor. I mean, AI recognizes humor and, you know, as it operates by algorithms, I mean, it'll understand that, you know, the basic joke structure is one, two, three point, point, and then misdirect them somewhere else. And that becomes funny. It will get that algorithm and that and that pattern down, but but it's not my sense of humor. You know, I have a certain way of looking at the world and saying things and making observations. Um, I think I, that's going to be, you know, I mean, think of all the popular comedians and who you like for different reasons. And the better they are, I think, and, and mostly the most successful they are, it's so much about their personality. You know, Steve Martin doing something is going to be different from the way Eddie Murphy does it, just different from the way Seinfeld does it. So it's it it becomes about you, you presenting this. Um, another difference, another difference is... Well, really- let, 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 let's stop there. Um, yeah, one of the interesting things 
about what we're talking about is that AI can do reporting. It can't do the personalization. It may be able to write like Shakespeare or Hemingway, but uh, given a few minutes, you and I could do the same thing. Um, What I'm concerned about now is the ethics of it all, because that's what's grabbing a lot of headlines. You know, students are using AI to write term papers and essays in college and high school, and professors are smart enough to figure out that Johnny, who can't put two sentences together last week, is now writing like Shakespeare or Hemingway. It just doesn't compute. Mm -hmm. Um, But if we use some article that AI created and put our names on it, is that going to be an issue? And I raise that because we talk about Steve Martin or Jay Leno, whatever. They have a team of writers who write jokes for them. You know, they come to work at eight in the morning. They write thousands of jokes. Ten of them are good enough to get on the air. And Jay Leno is delivering them as if he had written them himself. Uh, and if not Jay Leno, any of the late night hosts. Um, presidents have speech writers. Mm-hmm. Everyone in Congress has a speech writer. If some congressperson isn't funny, guess what? They call up a guy who writes jokes for a living and he sells them some jokes. <laughs> In fact, uh, uh, one of the great joke writers of all time who wrote jokes for uh, President Ford apparently died just a few days ago. I'm blanking on his name. But, you know, here's a guy who's, who gets a call from the White House and says, hey, we need some jokes about this topic for the president. Can you how much will it cost? Can you send us a couple of jokes? And for 50 bucks, he's writing jokes for the president. Is that any different than going to chat GPT and saying, hey, um, tell me a joke about two uh, robots who walked into a bar? What do you think? I it's a dilemma I mean, and, and we don't know the answer i mean really uh, it's it's going to be a mess for for quite a while um it's it's interesting because like there are different conventions in different fields like in comedy people know that most people know that that they all have joke writers and and you know, so comedy, comedy is more about the live presentation of it. It's, you know, it's not, it's not really about saying I created this. It's more, I'm performing this. And the same with giving speeches. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, it, I mean, it is unethical to present something as this is mine. I created it. This is my spin on it. Um, but it's just going to become harder and harder as AI gets faster and better to be able to make that distinction. Hmm. Um, I, I don't know. I, 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 you know, there's a whole spectrum of how honest and genuine people are. I mean, mm-hmm. there are going to be, you know, a good number of people who are going to be honest and 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 value integrity for themselves. 
And at the other end of the scale, there's going to be tons of people who don't give a damn. They're just trying to make money. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it's this same problem that the overall Internet has. You know, it has a whole lot of great benefits, but then you can really abuse it. And AI, um, I don't know, because, I mean, as I understand it, and I haven't, I haven't seen one yet. Tell me if you have, of, of like avatars. Like, I understand you can make an avatar of yourself, and then you can have it give presentations. Um, obviously <laughs> not on stage. Um, but, but so, you know, coming relatively soon, I think, uh, is going to be Zoom presentations and, and webinars and things like that, where it could be you, but it's not you. And where they will construct totally a new created per- person. I mean, you and I go back longer, so like we can make a reference to Max Headroom. A lot of this audience won't get that, but you know, that was an, there's just let's create a character, let's, you know, get a good artist to draw somebody. And then animate this thing. Uh, and, and see, that's the reason why in person is going to become more important because you won't know in a short while if the video you're watching, the, 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 the pre recorded thing, the, you know, the, 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 the master class, whatever, you won't be able to tell if it's a real person or not. Hmm. So that's yeah. why I think standing on stage is just is going to be, you know, it's like, like, here's the difference. Like, we've all listened to the Beatles on recordings. I was, I was going to say albums. <laughs> um, you know, we listen to the Beatles on recordings. That's one experience. Going to see Paul McCartney in concert is a whole different thing. I mean, you know, you've never heard anybody go around bragging that they have a Beatles album and they listen to them. But you go to a live concert, you have bragging rights. You have a story that, you know, comes back to that first person thing. Um, It's me. I experienced. I was, you know, I was there. Um, Yeah. And that's a good place to start, stop our conversation about it's the AI ends where you begin and where you begin is where your personality your voice your branding your passion for the topic rise above that makes you stand out from everything else that everyone else is finding when they type the same information into ai Mm -hmm. Uh, so if you want to use ai ethically you really should use it as a prompt service not as the ending because I believe that the purpose of a student writing a paper is not that they've written a paper. It's that they have learned something in the process. They've learned how to research. They've learned how to write. They've learned how to think. They've learned how to organize ideas. That's why teachers assign papers. They don't assign papers because they want to gather information from 50 students and become an expert on various topics. And I think if people, people are cheating themselves, if they use AI to write their books or articles or blogs without putting their voice in there. Well, thanks everyone for being with us today and for listening. Love to hear your comments. Please post them in the uh, show notes below or the notes below on YouTube. 
love to hear what your ideas are as AI continues to evolve. Thanks. Thank you for listening to the Write Your Book in a Flash podcast with Dan Janelle, the only podcast that shows you exactly how people just like you have built their businesses by writing a book. If you'd like to write your book but don't know where to start, you can find great information at writeyourbookinaflash.com. If you're ready to take your next step to write the book that can transform your business, I invite you to schedule a free, no-obligation consulting call with me by going to writeyourbookinaflash.com. We'll be back next week with another insightful interview to help you become a top business leader.